Welcome to Bite-Sized Opinions, the podcast where we talk about all sorts of interesting topics and make them into a bite-sized version. My name is Rio, and in today's episode of TechPod, I'm joined by Samir and Sanjit to talk about phones. So Samir, do you want to start? Yeah, sounds good. As you guys may know, there have been in the past couple of years, actually, many, several different phones from different manufacturers coming out at these really competitive low prices, including Google, OnePlus, even Apple's phone SE. So what I, I want to know what your thoughts are on these and what do you think now that we have these budget phones uh, that are nearly as good as these $1,000 flagships? Do you think it's even worth it to spend a drop a thousand dollars on like flagship phones now? Well, to me, in most cases, they're not equal to the thousand dollar flagships. They usually compromise in some aspects. To elaborate on your point, a company wants to sell their most profitable phone, which in most cases is their flagship. So there will be a compromise. But I think you have to find a balance because the things you're losing from finding a mid-range phone. It's not going to be that much, at least nowadays, from if you're just going to buy a flagship. Yeah, for most users, a budget phone is preferable. Yeah, so I feel like there are like two types of people. One group of people think they like basically they just need a phone to make calls and send messages and they're good. So they'll probably not want to spend a thousand dollars, seven, eight hundred dollars on a phone and they'll just be fine with like a three, four hundred dollar phone. And there's another type of people who basically they just they want like the newest, the latest and greatest phones and the new technology or they need it for some other reason. So where do you guys fall? What do you think uh, is like the best balance? I wouldn't say those are two types of people. I would say more like they're opposite ends of the spectrum. People who barely use their phone and people who use their phone for everything and always want the latest one. Yeah, and I think brands are starting to realize this as well. Because, for example, Google, for example, they used to have, uh, for the Pixel line, they used to have, like, a regular Pixel and then a Pixel XL, which was, like, the flagship. But I know with the Pixel 5, they only have the Pixel 5, which starts at, to my knowledge, around $500. Uh, so I correction, think... Correction. It's not like a, the, let's say, Pixel 4 and Pixel 4 XL. It's just, like, uh, the same phone, but just a bigger variant with a bigger battery. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. And they targeted that towards, like, the people that wanted the flagship but with the google pixel 5 they only have one phone so i yeah. think that like google is starting to realize that many people just want a phone that works rather than having the greatest yeah such as the in the pixel 4 they had this like radar solely it was called solely radar sensor and with that you could like use gestures such as like wave your hand and your phone will like go to let's say the camera app it's like customizable but that's more of a gimmick no one's really going to use that Plus that it was flawed. So they ditched that for the Pixel 5. And now they just have a nice like mid-range E $700 phone, which gets the job done and is a pretty good phone for its price. Exactly. And I know that the Pixel 5 has the same sensor as the Pixel 2, which might not be the best, I know. But I think for most people, as I said before, it will, it will do the job. And Google's software for uh, images is unparalleled, I would say. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah, while we're talking about Google and mid-range, you can't just leave out the A line, the 3A, 4A, and the upcoming rumored 5A. So those are pretty like decent. I would say actually amazing phones for their price. Like the Pixel 4A, it's basically the Pixel 5A. Like with a few things that are taken out of the equation, 
it's three forty nine, I believe, and an excellent bargain. Yeah, and on the opposite side of the spectrum, I know Google went from a company that provided like flagship phones to now they sell phones that are like mid range. But I know a company, um, their name's OnePlus. They actually went from selling like budget phones and now like for the OnePlus, I think it's eight or nine. It's like really close to a thousand dollars. So it really depends on the brand. Uh, the OnePlus Nine Pro, the cheapest version of it is, I believe, eight hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, exactly. So like they used to sell phones for like two, three hundred dollars, and now they're selling flagship phones. Yeah, even if you look at the, I believe the Pixel Eight T, that's like what? That's much cheaper than the Nine. Sorry, the Pixel. And I noticed how they, yeah, I sorry the OnePlus. Um. And they basically, this year, I feel they kind of went up in price. Because if you look at the 8T, I believe it's a few hundred dollars cheaper. And it's interesting how OnePlus decided to go up in price. Yeah, at the end of the day, it really depends on their consumers and what they'll think will make them the most profit. Yep. Uh, so do you guys want to move on to LG now and what's happening with the LG phones? Yeah, it's a big... Uh... Yeah, so do you guys know why they actually stopped making phones? Because I'm still not sure on the situation. I think it was just because LG phones aren't really that popular. No one really buys them. And when LG makes phones, I'm assuming they don't make as much of a profit from them as they'd like because not as many people like LG phones. Yeah, I'm pretty sure actually for a few years or something, LG's been losing money in their phone phone market and they've really not been making any sales um, as compared to like maybe the mid 2000s when they were like popping off, um, they were doing really good. But now I guess it's there's so many other phone manufacturers and uh, phones coming out that are really competitive. And I guess LG just couldn't keep up with it. And people just didn't buy their phones as a result. And the latest LG phone I saw, there may have been ones after that too, but the LG Wink, a normal phone, and you twist it and it's like a T-shape. That was a gimmick. And I don't think it sold well. And the thing with gimmicks is that it might not be necessary, but I think it's really important to like the future of phones because it's really important that we have innovation because I feel like right now all the flagship phones are basically the same. So companies like LG are unique to the point that they provide unique innovations. Right, but there's a difference. Or there's like a very thin line between innovation and a stupid idea or uh, unusable idea, right? Like yeah, that LG is true. Wasn't yeah. very practical. They didn't have like a solid flagship line. They didn't differentiate their phones that much, which they could have done with better marketing, in my opinion. Yeah. And speaking of innovations, what do you guys think about foldable phones? Man, um, I think it's it's interesting. Um, I I don't think uh, foldables are gonna be the future, to be honest, because I I just don't see a purpose in them when we can use a normal phone with one single screen without have like a foldable. And they're also really expensive. It's in, I, I'm, however, interested to see how the, these foldables will be in the next few years and how companies will innovate and make different things and basically just innovate on their devices. But I personally don't think it's very practical, in my opinion. I think the foldables have a chance. Right now, they're definitely not worth buying, in my opinion. But... Later, when the glass, their screen improves, like the both resolution, the display, and as well as the strength of the screen, they have like usually plastic or super thin glass, which is when you drop that once, it's gone. Yeah, and in terms of like, if I think people will be using it, 
I think the technology, like the market in general, is consolidating many of its things. Like I know phones are getting so powerful that many people don't even use like computers. So and a affordable phone is basically a phone or a tablet. So I feel like if the technology market keeps like if they keep continuing to consolidate it, they might actually have a chance as Sanjo was talking about. Yeah, possibly. So on that same topic, do people like even use tablets? Do you guys use tablets or iPads or whatever? Uh to be honest, um I I recently got a computer and so uh however though I have been using for like the past few years an iPad. I've been using it every single day. But once I upgraded my phone to like a nice iPhone, I didn't really it kind of defeated the purpose of my iPad. I did used to use it like every single day, like all day. Uh it's a really good device though. I think an iPad would be like for the people who have a very small phone and like minimally use it and the iPad is like their bigger device for watching movies or YouTube or whatever. Like I have a fairly big phone, the iPhone 12 Pro Max 6.7 inch display, and I think that's more than enough for me size-wise. Yeah, and I feel like it really depends because I know there are many students that use iPads to take notes and many like parents want to give iPads to their children as like their first technology technology device. Yeah, not necessarily iPads, but like a tablet of some sort. Yeah. So I think we can agree that like foldable phones aren't worth it, but they do have a chance in the coming future. They have potential, yeah. yes. Yeah. On the same topic, uh, foldable, and uh, there's also rollable phones, which is like concept idea where the Oppo X21 or something like that, basically like you press a button on it, and a phone that's a completely normal, I think, like, let's say 6.5-inch display, it just, like, somehow expands into, like, tablet-sized. Yeah, and do you guys think, like, brands like Apple will be implementing these ideas anytime soon? Because I know they're usually, like, late to the game when it comes to inventing new I, things. I, Apple's not I gonna don't do think so, no. It's extremely unlikely because of how Apple kind of does their thing. Um, uh yeah, like you mentioned, they're kind of late to the game. I think they would, even if they were to, in the future, um, uh, create like a foldable, it would be years and years later, in my opinion, because they would learn from other manufacturers' mistakes and try to perfect their device as much as they can. Uh, but I don't think anytime soon they're going to make any. Yeah, they'll probably wait a couple of years, see if it picks up traction, see if people buy it. And then if it's great, then they'll decide to make one and then say that, guys, we made a foldable phone too, buy it. Yeah, I think they will definitely delay it because I feel like Apple's mar- marketing is like really closed because if you look at their events, for example, you're not going to think, what phone should I buy? Their perspective is more like, what iPhone should I buy? So like, they're really closed off on the iPhones and they won't compare it to anything else like on the outside. Apple's philosophy, I've heard many people say this, if it isn't, break- if, if it, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. So you guys have iPhones, right? Yeah, I do. Yep. Uh, which ones? Uh, I have the 11. I have the 10. Okay, so the with the 11, you have an LCD display, right? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Which, for its time, was not like the best display you could have gotten, right? Yeah, it is. I think that the 11 isn't, um, compared to the 11 Pro, it's definitely less spec'd, but I think for the average person, it is good enough. And um, 
just a small question. So the iPhone X and its like lineup, the iPhone X lineup had uh, OLED displays, right? So any idea why Apple decided to downgrade for the 11? I just think it's just because they could uh, make a fine line between their normal 11 or 12s and the Pro models because there isn't, to be honest, much of a difference between the Pro and the actual normal phone. Um, and I just think that they just kind of downgraded because they didn't see any harm in it. Uh, and they knew like the, the average consumer wouldn't really notice. Possible, yeah. Yeah, and as they were, um, as we were talking about Google, for example, I think they wanted to appeal more to the average consumer. For example, the average consumer wouldn't like wouldn't care if their phone had like an OLED display, which is why they decided to drop the prices of their phones. Because I know the iPhone 10 was a thousand dollars, I'm pretty sure, and the 11 when it came out is like 700. So they said they decided to, yeah. So they decided to like drop the specs along with the price, so more people would buy it. Yeah, Apple definitely makes some compromises where they don't see upgrading that part will benefit the consumer as much. And I they kind of just... Think... Yeah, like... is a... I'll continue. Yeah, so my bad. So, and I think, like, as compared to many Android manufacturers, Apple's kind of just, they try to put almost, like, like the not the bare minimum, but as compared to Android, they kind of just they don't put in those gimmicky features or anything that they know like uh no one's gonna use. They put what's what the consumer's gonna use, and I feel like uh many Android manufacturers they put these insane like features and stuff, um, which kind of differentiates the iPhone with uh against Samsung or any of the other uh Android phones. Agreed a little bit, yeah. Apple just they put like not exactly the bare minimum like you said they have like they put down basic stuff they don't go for like the ultra stuff but i do feel like oled is kind of the standard you don't see many phones with lcds anymore i mean it really depends to be honest because unless you're directly comparing an oled phone and an lcd phone side by side you're like most people aren't going to notice a difference really in my opinion yeah unless they use both at the same time i agree yeah another thing 120 hertz it feels better but i don't know if it's like necessary it definitely feels like a lot better i've used like a phone or two with 120 hertz it feels better but apple decided not to include it in their recent yeah phones. i think that's more like enthusiast level specs where kind of like the oled display and the 120 hertz that like the tech enthusiasts and say like youtubers are gonna care about um and that's kind of like what i was talking about how like uh, Android manufacturers like Samsung kind of just throw in these crazy spec sheets on um, as compared to Apple. And it makes it kind of makes like the iPhone look really bad. Um, however, Apple's like optimizations and how they make their phones kind of matches up to the crazy specs of the Samsung phones and the other phones, including like RAM and all that other stuff. I wouldn't say matches up, but it like makes up for the lack of hardware. Like if you look at hardware and specs alone, Apple phones look like trash basically compared to let's say yeah. the OnePlus 9. If you look at the OnePlus 9 Pro, it has like 128 GB, 800, eight, uh, not 800, 8 GB RAM, whereas the iPhone uh, 12 Pro Max only uh, 6 GB RAM. 
Yeah, even the uh, Galaxy S21 Ultra, it has options for, I believe, the uh, 12 gigs and 16 gigs of RAM. Whereas the 12, uh, the 12 Pro Max, I believe, like you mentioned, has six. It makes it look bad, but Apple's magical optimizations somehow kind of make up for their the low RAM, for example. I still feel like that's not much of an excuse, though, because like with Apple, most of what you're paying for is the brand name and the ecosystem with Apple. I still feel like they should at least try and put a little better specs. Like they have a 12 megapixel uh, back camera, which is not that great compared to today's high end stuff. Like the Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra has 64 megapixels, I believe. Yeah, some phones even have 128. Um, it's just, you can't even compare it sometimes. Um, but I feel like Apple's built up a brand that's like, uh, kind of like, uh, everyone knows about the iPhone. Everyone knows about the new, uh, when the Apple events are going to come. It's like an event. Like, no one really cares. Like, for example, Samsung, when they, like, release, like, an event or something. And I feel like Apple's built a brand that's like, obviously like high level and kind of like you're paying for the brand when you're buying one of their products. Yep. So you're paying, yeah. you're paying for the brand name. Yeah. And of course exactly. ecosystem. Yeah. I mean, you have to look at, from, look at it from their point of view as well, because like there are hundreds of millions of people buying iPhones right now. So like they have to decide will adding a better camera or will adding more Ram to their next phone, will it really get them more consumers or will it just have the same amount? Cause I think right exactly. now, People, as you said, people are only buying it because it's in it's branded as an Apple iPhone, and not because of the spec. Yeah, yeah because I, they. Sorry, you can go. Yeah. So what I find like really annoying is that my phone is fairly thin. If they had just add like a couple of millimeters of maybe like a millimeter or two extra of uh, thickness, they could have like increased the battery life by an insane amount, which would be extremely useful. Like Apple's battery optimization is pretty good. But it could be better. Yeah, and as Rio mentioned, because Apple knows that, you know, like, increasing their specs won't really get them more sales uh, and or something like that, they know that even reducing some of their specs uh, won't kind of, won't lose them any consumers because everyone, it's kind of like a people buy for the brand name. Um, as we said, no. so if they, if they know that... Uh, people are still going to buy them. They don't bother to lower the specs. That's what I feel. But not all people buy Apple just for the brand name. Like me, I bought Apple. Uh, like uh, previous to this, I had a original Google Pixel. And I, w I just wanted to like try out iPhone. What's the hype? I tried it. And I feel like I've reached the stage where I'm not like a fanboy of either. And whichever one just gives me better value for money, I'll go for that. Yeah, that is true, but I feel like most consumers would just buy for the brand name, and that's why they're not ch like Apple isn't changing anything major with their phones. Like I know Apple didn't, um, Apple didn't, Apple removed the chargers from their boxes, but people still bought iPhones. They didn't lose anything from it. They're just making more money. And I know they made the excuse, but uh, that like it's helping the environment. But at the end of the day, it's like they're just making more money. Yeah, it's actually worse for the environment. And yeah, every everyone knew that's a horrible excuse. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how they the Apple's like a trendsetter in the tech world. They removed the headphone jack, for example, off the iPhone Seven, and now 
you barely you, you rarely even see any new phone with a headphone jack on top of that the the notch that the iphone 10 had nearly every android every other phone has some form of notch or even a, a well hole punch just came but when the iphone 10 came out all all new phones had notches uh, stuff like that and even how you guys mentioned the removing the power brick and cable See, the problem with apple is that they innovate and then they just sit there for a couple of years and doing doing nothing apple they i guess innovated with air quotes the notch instead of like huge bezels and now and then uh, some other companies copied them. And now look at it. Most other companies have a hole punch display. Or sometimes, in some phones, have all screen. And yet Apple is still stuck with this giant notch. Yeah, that is true. But I feel like Android phones, while Apple does set the standard, Android phones do like improve on it. Because if it weren't for Apple putting the notch, we wouldn't have hole punch displays. And displays with no bezels. Maybe we would, but like it wouldn't be as advanced as it is right now. We never know. Because it could have just been that Without Apple making the notch, other companies, they would have just skipped the notch step entirely and just went straight from big bezels to a hole punch. Yeah, I mean, we can't predict like the future, but it is yeah. possible that it could have happened. Yeah. But Apple doesn't, it's not always the first one. Like we have the, we said before, they have the philosophy, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. With widgets, Android has had that for, I think, 10 years. And now Apple finally introduced it, seeing how much people like it. So they're not always introducing ideas. Yeah, I feel like Apple are starting to get like a little more open because they do realize that while they are very popular and are no doubt a very good brand, they are getting a lot of complaints, which is why they listen to their consumers and added stuff like w widgets in their iOS system. Yep. And um, let's like talk a little bit about the ecosystem if we're done here. Yeah, yeah like, sure. Yeah. That's do you guys have? Do you guys have multiple Apple devices? Yeah, I have a. I use my yeah. Apple Watch a lot with my iPhone. And like okay. I've heard that the synchronization between them is like amazing. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's, it's like really better than anything Android. Yeah, like I can yeah. like text from my Apple Watch and then it'll like automatically sync with my phone. Like as we said before, they optimize it just so well. Like I don't think any other Android or any any other phone brand, in fact, I don't think they can compete. Yeah, and the surprisingly the customization on the Apple Watch, such as the watch face, you can customize uh, how you, you want anywhere. your watch to look and everything, and their wide variety of bands. Yeah, and Sancho, where are you saying something? Yeah, you can customize the watch face on anything. That's like the bare bones of customization. Yeah, that is true. And in terms of, as we were talking about, like, trend setting, Apple, Apple is the first ones that, like, really made smartwatches popular. Like, after Apple, in, like, announced the Apple Watch, you see all these Android watches and Google watches just popping up. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Even with their AirPods, now you see everywhere um, small, pocketable headphones that manufacturers are releasing. Yeah, and even like AirPods knockoffs, which is, in my opinion, yeah. not the best. Yeah, the knockoff. The, AirPods... the knockoff market is huge. <laughs> yeah. The shape of AirPods is so weird. Like, you put it in your ear, and then like it falls out, or there's so many like problems associated with it. It just depends on the person. Uh, like for me, uh, mine like fit perfectly in my ear, but there are definitely going to be people whose AirPods don't fit well in their ear. It's also kind of a trend because AirPods, when they first released them, they got a lot of hate because they were like so overpriced. But like a year or two later, everybody had AirPods and everybody wanted AirPods, which is another reason yeah, why I think. Symbol. 
yeah, the status symbol and just like the fact that Apple portrays itself as such a luxurious brand is one of the reasons why I think it's so successful. Yeah, but uh, going back to their ecosystem, like, for example, AirPods, they work, like, amazing with iPhone. Even with, I've seen Mac and I, and the iPad, they, it works seamlessly. You can literally flip open, flip open the case and you're connected, uh, which is really cool. And then I believe once they release their AirPods, Samsung and uh, Google, all those other manufacturers release their headphones with these types of features and stuff and the ecosystem is just a huge brick wall i feel like for apple that like once you buy one device you're like you can easily get trapped yeah and uh with the google pixel buds 2020 version when i used them with my pixel they had like similar features to apple's airpods which leads me to believe that google saw how well the uh, apple airpods were working and they decided to like test it out like the same thing with the opening the case when you open the Pixel Buds case, it shows you the battery life. Yeah, that's what phones. that's what like all the other brands are trying to replicate. Because, for example, Android, mm-hmm. it is definitely both of them are good operating systems, Android and iOS. But I feel like the thing that Android lacks the most is the ecosystem and the integration, which I think uh, brands right now are trying to replicate. Yeah. So the answer to a question that probably no one was asking is um like the, I always look I always like I was looking for this when I was like searching for or when I was considering to get an iPhone I was like will Pixel Buds work with an iPhone there are like no answers to that question so if anyone's watching and or listening and they want to know well they do work except for like a few of the stuff and surprisingly well they work surprisingly well yeah as we said before iOS is really well optimized so it doesn't even have to be their own like product it, it'll work well with basically anything I don't know if it's iOS. I think it just maybe like the way the Pixel Buds themselves work. Like um, Android is like open source. So like yeah. they'll allow for their products to be used on other devices. It's not necessarily yeah. Apple that's preventing the Pixel Buds from being used on it. Funny how like uh, how some of Apple's products don't work, just don't work at all with Android, such as Apple Watch. You need an iPhone to use an Apple Watch or even their Apple Pencil, stuff like that. It's kind of funny, in my opinion. Yeah, and even with their own devices, because... What's an Apple Pencil? It's like a smart pencil, kind of, that you use with the iPad. Yeah, a stylus. stylus. Yeah, basically. And I was was saying, like, you can't even use an Apple Watch with an iPad, which, that I mean, that's, like, their marketing, basically. They really want to restrict their customers. And, um, like, we should say, we should mention that, like, once you buy, like, an Apple product, you're tied into the ecosystem it's really hard to get out of yeah that's why i was like i'm trying not to like get trapped in the ecosystem because i still want to be able to have i still want to be able to like be free to choose between android and apple for my next phones so i don't want to like get stuck yeah so what do you guys think about the future of apple in general like with the iphone 13 i know there are many rumors flying around if they remove the ports i will be angry like very angry it's too early you see apple boasting about 15 watt charging with a wireless or 20 watt wired charging that's nothing to boast about in today's age so if they remove the charger or if they remove the all the ports on the phone sure it might look nice but it's not practical in any way yeah and based on what we've seen from apple's previous things they don't normally make such bold moves like removing the headphone jack was one thing but they provided the solution to that, like the solution to the problem that no one asked for. So like, 
I don't think they'll make such a move, such a bold move to completely remove all the ports because everyone uses ports. It'll be really weird if they just remove it. Yeah, I honestly just stopped paying attention to like rumors now, especially because um, I feel like nowadays um, phones, like the new phones, in my opinion, are like all the same. Like, for example, uh, like when, when the iPhone 10 was about to release, I was really excited to see what was coming up and same thing with like the galaxy uh s10 but now it's kind of like all android phones have hole punch all iphones have notches and just like the same stuff and so i'm not really um that excited about like the iphone 13 or or any of that yeah that's why it's so important that we have that we have competition in the market because I know brands like LG, they're going out of, not going out of business, but they're just stop, they're going to stop making phones. And that really hurts the industry in general, because the more companies you have competing, the more innovation there's going to be. Agreed. And uh, speaking about leaks and rumors, um, not to throw shade at Forbes, and they've like had an article every couple of weeks, like for months before a new iPhone releases, it's like massive new iPhone 13 uh, upgrade confirmed. They have an article like that every couple of weeks, and I've kind of gotten bored of it now. Yeah, I like, see that. Great, we're gonna yeah. get no notch. Or great, we're gonna get no charging port, and they like change it the next week. So it's like kind of getting boring. Yeah, and to be honest, like most people don't even care about those stuff. They're still gonna buy the next iPhone no matter what they do. And um, speaking of events, so the Google I/O is confirmed again for this year. Like it's not being canceled like last year. Oh, uh, is that like basically Apple's version of like where they announce? All uh, their not exactly stuff? their phones, but they just like, yeah, they announce all their products basically, and they have like a big reveal. Yeah, the fact that I didn't even know what that was really shows how like brands like Apple they're so good at um making an impact on society and like people in general because every most people know what Apple's events Apple's are. Apple's marketing is insane. They really don't know what Google's and Samsung's events are. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Um, everyone knows like the new iPhone gets released in September and and stuff like that. But like, I had no clue what Google I/O was or or when like Samsung or any other companies releasing. Apple's marketing is like really like great. It makes up for like all the flaws and all the cutbacks, shortcomings in their phones and products. Or I, I'll just say phones, not products. Yeah, so what are your guys' favorite phones then? Uh, we've been discussing all types of phones and Apple. What are your favorite phones? I don't want to answer that because I don't want to like be partial towards any phone because right now I'm still open. Uh, to be honest, I'd choose an iPhone if I was, I'd had the freedom to like have every other Apple device. Like I would choose like the best iPhone, which is I think the iPhone 12, if I had a Mac Pro and Max. Apple Watch. Yeah, exactly if I had an Apple Watch, a Mac, and an iPad, because the integration, as we talked about before, it's like no other company can compete with it. But if I were to choose just a standalone phone, it would probably have to be an Android phone. Hmm. Any specific? Uh, to be honest, I don't really know that much in general, but I'd probably pick the, um, the Samsung Galaxy S21. Because oh, honestly, really? that's, honestly, that's like the only one that I know, other than... That's like... It's very like maxed out in terms of specs, but in my opinion, Samsung's uh, UI isn't that great. Yeah, I would choose Google if they didn't um, like fall back to having mid-range phones. 
Yeah, I think if you're on a budget, the Google is the best way to go. Yeah, definitely. If you're choosing an Android phone. I'd say if you're open to Apple and Android, I'd still say Google is the way to go. Because if you look at the iPhone SE, sure, it has the A13, uh, A13 Bionic chip. But its battery life is pathetic. Yeah, I have, a, I have a couple of friends hours. that have the SE and it's, it's not like the battery life just isn't good. Yeah, if you're yeah, a light user, bezels, you're good. Even the bezels are like outdated and stuff mm -hmm. on the SE. Will there be an iPhone SE uh, this year? Do you guys know? Probably not. I think because Apple's been releasing SEs like maybe like every few years. I don't think it would come out every year, so probably not. Yeah, there was a difference of four years between the first and the second one, but I know there have been many rumors, as we talked before, of another one coming out. So if you guys um, look at value for money alone, would you go for a flagship or would you stick with the budget? Definitely a budget because maybe a couple years ago I would have chose flagship, but at, like in today, there's really no difference. Well, there is a difference, but it isn't much between a budget or a mid-range phone and a flagship phone. For me, yeah, I agree. I would have for like years ago, maybe maybe I'd choose a flagship, but because of like the competition and so many options now. I would definitely go with like a budget to mid-range. Yeah, for me, I feel almost the same if I were to get an Android phone. But then if it was Apple, the there's not many uh, budget ones. Oh, wait, there's the old ones, right? Like the iPhone 11 is now $500 or something like that. And it's still going to get four years of software updates. Yeah, yeah even the 10, I think maybe the 10 R is still uh, on their website as well. Yeah, we forgot to mention that while discussing Android versus Apple, but that's a huge factor. The uh, five years of updates. Yeah. yeah. Like up until recently, Samsung literally would have two years of software updates and that's it, done. Really? Yep. Yeah, most Android Up until recently. Well. They changed it to three years now, which is, Dang. again, not that's a lot. That's still not very... That's yeah. still not very good, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I think Google and OnePlus have always been three years, but yeah, again. Yeah, they've been, Google has been three years. And another thing that we forgot to mention is that um, if you're planning on selling your phone, iPhones are way better in that aspect. Oh yeah, 100%. But I feel like um, most of the consumers of an iPhone, they usually just use the phone down until it's like a piece of metal. Like I have, or most of my friends' moms, they all have like old iPhones. iPhone like seven, eight. Yeah, in terms of longevity, iPhones are also better in that aspect, whether it be software yep. or hardware. Yeah. Well, maybe not hardware because doesn't Apple like have to slow down the processor to? Yeah, help that happened to my that happened to my old phone, but like to be honest, it isn't that big of a deal. Like I know the news; it was a huge big deal in the news, but in reality, yeah. it's yeah, not I would... a big deal in my opinion. No, I feel like if Apple spent like uh, maybe fifty-ish to a hundred dollars more on just having a better battery, they wouldn't have to slow down their phones. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I don't like how it's the, like, they're like, yeah, we're going to slow down your phone to preserve the battery, but we're not going to let you have a say about it. Like, we're, we're just going to slow it down no matter what. Yeah. I don't like that. I feel like it should be an opt-in thing. Well, you could actually turn it off in settings, but that's after they all found out about it. Okay. So that's all we have for you today in TechPod about phones. If you enjoyed this, please feel free to like and share our podcast with others on Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, and more.